Welcome, foolish mortals, to yet another year of Funeral KRT. I'm Slimer Green. I'm Dr. Kitnidge. I'm just Randy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm already scary enough. And now with the Halloween season underway, I am very happy to announce that for the first time ever, we are going to be talking about something not for kids. Before everything we joke about making gore jokes and sex jokes and such, it was all metaphorical. Now we actually get into it. (laughs) (laughs) We're watching a porn today. Yay! Just kidding, but it's basically a porn. I legit was amazed that we haven't really covered anything R-rated yet. Like, I guess the closest we came to was Ghosts, because that was in front of an R-rated movie in some kind countries but yeah but even then it was still vaguely child friendly (laughs) um depending upon what you mean by child friendly (laughs) all right so today we are talking about probably one of the best worst movies i've ever seen in my entire life Terror Tunes. You know, I was amazed I haven't ever heard of this movie because a lot of people don't know this about me, but I'm actually a fairly big fan of horror in general, but especially low-budget horror. Like, Oh, yeah, hard agree. I love trauma. I love Stuart Gordon films. I kind of have a soft spot for sci-fi films. And when I first heard about this movie, I was like, I swear I've seen this before, but I was also like, but I don't recognize this at all. I was talking about evil tunes. That 1991 David Carradine movie. Which, to be fair, that is a very easy misconception to make, and I don't blame you for making it. Which, funny enough, the creator of this movie, Joe Castro, did effects for Evil Tunes as well. Really? He did, yeah, Joe Castro. We'll talk about him real quick. He is a very well-accomplished special effects artist. He's done special effects with Lloyd Kaufman and Herschel Gordon-Lewis. Herschel Gordon-Lewis, in fact, was actually in the third Terror Tunes movie. Yes, right before he passed away, too, I think. So, yeah, he got to work with all of these, like, great low-budget, like, horror icons, and it's amazing. Yes, it's kind of crazy that this movie was only made on a $2,300 budget because the effects, if nothing else, are really damn solid. They really are, as we're gonna get into, because it's not often when gore can gross me out. This actually has moments where I felt very unsettled. It's amazing what you can do with some spirit Halloween props, some fake blood, and various food items. (laughs) There were points where it was it got me way more than even high budget movies like Saw and the like. It, it actually it did remind me a lot of the first Saw in some regards. It really did, yeah. So today on Channel KRT, we are covering a snuff film. <laughs> <laughs> and Randy, it's funny that you mentioned Spirit Halloween because the best comparison I can make about this movie is that it has huge Spirit Halloween meets Are You Afraid of the Dark Energy? Like, yeah, it's not the best product of its time, but it's still a lot of fun to watch. I could easily see the two main characters of this movie as, like, spirit Halloween animatronics. Absolutely. Hell, they could be added to the Jack the Clown show at Halloween Horror Night. Ah, yeah. You know, as a spirit Halloween regular, I've noticed that... They have a ton of killer clowns from outer space stuff now. Well-deserved. Which, you know, was also considered a low-budget cult classic. So, where's the Terror Tunes stuff, Spirit Halloween? Right? Hell, I think I've seen more stuff for Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, which I love. But it's like, come on, let's lean into the Terror Tunes stuff, too. (laughs) 
you know, while I noticed that this movie has its critics, I've noticed that said critics are way too hard on not just this movie, but the other Terratoons films themselves. Honestly, I'm kind of amazed because they don't take themselves even remotely seriously. Like, for example, you have reviews from Something Awful that refer to the movie as a shit heap, and then another one from a website called Filmscore Rejects that calls this probably the worst movie ever made. No. And that's not even getting into the IMDb reviews. Oh my god. That person did not watch Escape from Tomorrow or Jack, and it shows. Yeah, I know the special effects are terrible and the acting sucks, but just turn your brains off for an hour and have fun with it. Yes! If anything, I feel like the acting that's really hokey is intentional. Like, it feels like this movie is supposed to be as cartoony as possible. This movie honestly feels like it was more just a demo for gore effects than, like, a movie movie. And even just as that, if you just turn your brain off, it's... I feel like this especially would have ended up in the video nasties if it had been released during the 70s and 80s, and there's a talk there. (laughs) You know, this film might not push a whole lot of boundaries, but a lot of the stuff involved in this is very impressive, from the costumes to the special effects makeup as hokey as they can be at times. Absolutely. It's kind of fascinating looking at how the world of direct-to-DVD horror has changed over the years, especially with how it feels like how horror has often been the primary subject of direct-to-video movies. Like, maybe animated movies are the second most sent to direct-to-video, because it feels like both animated and horror movies tend to not really ever get respect from the mainstream film industry. Like, you have to go through trials and tribulations to even get promoted to be made by a big company and so this kind of combines that yeah this movie came out in 2001 which was way before youtube and way before vimeo and stuff like that so it was a godsend if you could get your movie out there because i remember hearing in the reviews that a lot of people have found this movie in blockbusters everywhere yeah remember those (laughs) wait a minute you can't find the dvd for this movie because then it'll summon them Oh. oh god Did, wait no we watched it on dropbox we can't summon them that way hey <laughs> loophole oh shit the devil's here with a cease and desist no and he looks like he's from your pretty faces going to hell <laughs> i thought he kind of sounded like tony J. <laughs> yes he sounded like tony J meets thorough ravenscroft and i just fucking love the energy he was providing but we'll get to that later oh yeah we we just jumped way ahead <laughs> <laughs> we are so desperate to talk about Satan in this. <laughs> so, before we get into the movie proper, I do want to shout out some of the cast a little bit because, you know, we might have been joking that this is directly a porno without the porn. There are porno actresses in this, I should mention. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because you have Beverly Lynn as Cindy, the protagonist, and she was in such movies as Hell's Highway, The Girl from Bikini, Strip Club Slayer. The Big Bust Theory. Oh, man. The Devil Wears Nada. (laughs) And Bikini Girls from the Lost Planet. And she had a bit part on Entourage as an extra at a blackjack table. (laughs) Wasn't one of these cast members also involved with, of all things, Catch Me If You Can? Yeah, that was uh, Lizzie Borden, I think. Another porn actress. Holy shit. Because she was in Fossil Fuckers. (laughs) Monster asses. Cocktails. Woohoo! 
<laughs> Captain America Triple X, an Extreme Comics parody. Sure, why not? <laughs> I'm surprised that none of these actresses were in the world-famous porno various buzzwords that you'll find in search titles that describe every possible genre so that we will end up in your search. Words that I'm not going to say on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is what every porn is now. Another side note, I noticed that the guy who plays Dr. Carnage in this, uh, Matt Filata, he apparently has done some special effects work for really big movies. Like, he did a movie called Kidnap in 2017. Oh, wow, he did Calabar's Revenge. Yeah, holy shit. Yeah, he did Calabar's Revenge in Willy's Wonderland. Oh my god, the escape from Walt Disney connections. <laughs> <laughs> so he also did special effects work for that Lindsay Lohan movie, I Know Who Killed Me, which that existed. <laughs> oh my god, apparently also Beverly Lynn was on Mad TV. Oh wow. She was a game show model slash cheerleader, so, huh. Good for her. Yeah. Low-key, she's also kind of hot. <laughs> There's porn stars in this movie. They're all hot. <laughs> all right, so let's finally get into this movie. So right off the bat, you already know what you're getting into when the first shot that you see is of an early 2000s screensaver that transports you into the cartoon dimension. Yes, I kind of love that. That was just <laughs> delightfully stupid. <laughs> like, if you want a perfect time capsule of the early 2000s, late 90s, just watch Terror Tunes. Oh my fucking god. This would have been one of those movies that was first uploaded on YouTube when it first started in 2005. It just <laughs> screams 9-11 days. <laughs> 9-11 just happened and we have no idea where to go from here. Terror Tunes. <laughs> so we start the movie off in the main character's lab and there is a 10-year-old boy quote unquote tied to a operating table. But let's be honest, he's not 10 years old. I mean, I thought it was crazy that Grease was trying to get me to think that late 20s, early 30s John Travolta was a high schooler, but this is a whole other level. It's like that bit from Fairly Odd Parents where they did the Blue's Clues parody with Clint's hints. <laughs> yes, <laughs> where he was way too old. And now we have Dear Evan Hansen. Though <laughs> uh. uh, funny enough, the Wikipedia calls him a man, so maybe he's just a guy? Maybe he's like a cartoon boy or something? Probably. <laughs> I got so scared when he said, where's my dog? I was like, if they show that dog being hurt in any way. Oh, God forbid. Plot twist, the dog is in on it. <laughs> <laughs> the dog's the one murdering him. <laughs> the dog's like, do it. <laughs> All right. So it's here that we get introduced to one of the main characters of this movie, Dr. Carnage. And... I gotta say, these character designs are really fucking great. They are. Like, Dr. Carnage reminds me of Dr. Phil Von Neuter from Muppets Tonight, and Max the Assassin reminds me so much of Great Bait. I, I love it. <laughs> I'm getting, like, serious killer clowns from Outer Space vibes from both of them, and I love it. Absolutely. <laughs> and the best thing about these characters is that the whole time they're just spirit Halloween costumes with static masks. And stuff, so they're basically doing a lot of pantomiming. They're clearly having the time of their lives. Like, even with a mask on, you can tell that they're really able to express well. Also, I gotta ask, I'm sure our friend Agatha Vile can answer this for us, but does Dr. Carnage happen to know Dr. Vile? Oh man, they, 
They're dating. <laughs> you can't tell me they weren't college buddies. Dr. Carnage had to teach them a thing or two, I'm sure, but... I'm sure they fell out because crab experiments as a whole are a lot more ethical than child experiments. Yeah, but that's not a child. That's a... 30-year-old man. Yeah. For all we know, he's probably screaming about the Star Wars movies and just pissing himself about female protagonists. You mean man-child experiments. Hey! (laughs) Alright, so we get this actually really great scene where Dr. Carnage disembowels this man-child and he injects him with sort of a serum or something. I don't know what it is. We gotta force that onto anti-vaxxers. <laughs> he injects it into his skull and he makes this kid's eyes go all googly. If you ask an anti vaxxer to show you evidence of the harmful effects of the COVID vaccine, they'll show you this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Except they're going to paste Joe Biden's face over Dr. Carnage. <laughs> Isn't this what Nicki Minaj said happened to her friend's cousin? Yeah. <laughs> well, it did kind of look like Dr. Carnage did take out his testicles. <laughs> I was amazed that he was able to pull out all of his organs and his entire skull just through that opening on his head. Like, I don't he was pulling it by his spine, but I was like, wouldn't there be something locking it in? The way the shot is set up is that you can see the skull being pulled out from his fake stomach, but then it cuts to a shot of his face and his skull's still in there. <laughs> So that's a good sign of continuity right there. You know exactly what we're getting into here. I love that it's called Terror Tunes, but they're just guys in costumes. There's probably like three drawings in the whole movie. Yeah, the drawings in this movie are very primitive, and I kind of think that it adds to the charm of the movie a bit. Like, there's a lot of 90s PowerPoint clip art, but then you have sets quote-unquote like Dr. Carnage's lab that looks like it was drawn by a two-year-old and you know what I kind of love it absolutely and it's kind of amazing what they were able to do it kind of gives it such a really nice low-budget animated style it reminded me a lot of the Monty Python segues I know it's a minor gripe but I feel like it would have been a lot more effective if we would have gotten actual cartoons of Max Assassin and Dr. Carnage where they're just doing their thing. I know they're doing as much as they can with a low budget, and I'm not gonna expect like Don Bluth level animation, but... Right. Yeah. I would still love to see those two with their own TV show. (laughs) Yes, I mean, hey, if Toxic Avenger can get an animated series. (laughs) Oh my god, yes. There is like another movie made in the 80s that was like basically like this, but with an actual animated cartoon. Are you thinking Stay Tuned? Why are there so many Roger Rabbit not porn porno parodies out there? Yeah, meanwhile the actual porn parody is lame as fuck and barely about cartoons. But Rosie, I don't want to watch cartoons. (laughs) (laughs) These like softcore not porn ripoffs of Who Framed Roger Rabbit are more accurate to being a porn parody of Roger Rabbit 
than the actual porn parody of Roger Rabbit. I'd argue that this is a sort of a lower budget version of the It's a Good Life scene from the Twilight Zone movie. Oh, definitely. <laughs> I really also appreciate that this movie has almost no CGI in it, save for maybe a couple of background scenes. Like, it makes it look much more effective. It really does, yeah. Okay, so then it cuts to a scene that I was like, during, after the opening of course. And speaking of uncomfortable casting decisions... Yeah, I get it's not supposed to take itself seriously, but I'm still a little iffy on the decision to make Lizzie Borden play an obvious child character. Like... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because we get introduced to her when she's in the middle of taking a bath, and she comes out of the bath, and you get a shot of her boobs. And singing Rubber Ducky. But it's like a not copyrighted version of Rubber Ducky for some reason. Rubber Ducky, you're the one. Rubber Ducky, mine all mine. Rubber Ducky. Okay, so how can we get away with using the Rubber Ducky song without Children's Television Workshop on our asses? <laughs> I mean, if the Happy Time Murders was getting yelled at for it, then so <laughs> <will> this. <laughs> Hi, I'm Brian Henson, and Terror Tunes is a good movie. (laughs) Hi, I'm Brian Henson. Please help me. I'm stuck. (laughs) Hi, I'm... He disappeared in the middle of this sentence. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I understand that they want to throw some fan service in the ring, but really, showing the boobs of a character who's supposed to be a 10-year-old ain't it. Stop. I get that's not supposed to be actually a child, but yeah, come on. But you know what? I will give the movie this. I am so glad that they hired a drag queen to play the mom without making her the butt of transphobic jokes. Yes! Like, she's in the movie for very little, but what little she has, she fucking nails it. And she has some good lines, too. Like, I remember that there was a really good line. This is much later in the movie when she comes back, but when she's getting into an argument with her husband over how he embarrassed himself at the wedding. We'll get to that wedding scene later because, oh my god. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, but their name is Shimmy Max, and they don't really seem to be active now, but they have some pretty decent credits to their name. I'm on their website right now. They did a movie called Wannabe, which it doesn't really give a lot of information, but it apparently, according to her, it chronicles some of her journey as the Hollywood drag queen traffic teacher and her quest to become a primetime television drag queen. And you know what? I hope she's doing good. Good for her. (laughs) So then we get introduced to the other protagonist, Cindy, and her and her friend Amy are making fun of the girl Candy for having a DVD of cartoons. Yeah, it's like, dude, at 10, I think, fuck, I'm 26 and I still love cartoons, so I don't know what their excuse is. Fam, I am literally hyper-fixating over Bluey right now. Aww. Listen, in my defense, it's a good fucking show. It is! I need to watch it already. You do? Yes. Oh my god, you're gonna love it. It's so cute. Oh, it's got doggy. Also, they made a point that they're not supposed to have friends over, but their friend Amy is already there for some reason. <laughs> Yeah, like, what was that? I was like, dude, so is she just there to help, or? Yeah, sure, why not? So then Candy decides to go watch Terror Tunes, and, you know, I gotta say, I love me a good Satan pun. Agreed. Me too. <laughs> because you have credits like Satan, Diablo, yes. Bel, Zebub. 
and then Lou Cipher, and then the next credit is created by the devil just so they really have to fucking hammer it in. <laughs> I also gotta wonder if the options on the DVD are Terror Tunes, Behind the Scenes, and Terror Tunes Live. Does Terror Tunes summon them, or is it just that option, or is it all of them basically summoning Dr. Carnage and Max? I really want to know what's on that behind the scenes bit. I need to know more about the Terror Tunes lore. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, while these credits are playing, we get this really fucking obnoxious laugh from a floating Dr. Carnage head. Speaking of the laugh, oh my god. At the beginning, when he's like holding the skull and the spine, he laughs and I'm like, that sounds a bit familiar to me. It is the exact same laugh that Omega Flowey uses in the final boss of Undertale. What? I don't know if it's a stock sound effect or if Toby Fox is a closeted Terror Tunes fan. Probably the former, but holy crap. One year. One year of doing Channel KRT and only now we finally reference Undertale. Okay. <laughs> What's wrong with us? This movie does have a skeleton at the beginning and it'd be like, Papyrus? <laughs> well, technically two, as we'll get into later, but... Oh my god, it's Sans. <laughs> <laughs> and Sans was in Bluey. And that's how I connected Terror Tunes to Bluey. You're welcome. Yay! I love that we can run a podcast where one moment we're talking about porn parody the next we're talking about wholesome kids cartoons <laughs> <laughs> all right so let's talk about this quote-unquote terror tune so the first one is basically this girl steals this girl's lollipop and basically there's this terrifying scene where she's like no it looks like the fucking black hole sun music video <laughs> Oh yeah, before that, we should mention that this is where we get introduced to Max Assassin, who is one of Dr. Carnage's experiments. He's a monkey. <laughs> yeah, so the gist of this is that Dr. Carnage kidnapped a monkey from a local animal experimental lab, and he's doing his own experiments on him. And you know what? I'm just gonna say it. That monkey puppet was way too cute. It was. I got so scared. I was like, please don't show it in a really gory situation. Like, it was bad enough seeing that scene in the Plague Dogs. <laughs> he just electrocutes it and it turns into a giant purple monkey. Which, you know, at least this movie has standards. I do love the Max Assassin character design. I'm not gonna lie. Me too. But I, I'm wondering, were these characters designed or were they purchased from iParty? Oh, they were designed. I swear to God, they look like spirit Halloween masks. I've read up on Joe Castro's involvement with Terror Tunes. He actually mentioned that the main inspiration for this was the Ratfink cartoons. And you can really tell. Oh, yeah. Uh, and by the way, here's the shot we mentioned of the girl. <laughs> no, you know what she looks like? She looks like that cat from Flapjack that traumatized an entire generation. Oh. <laughs> oh, that fucking cat. That was a fucking scary cat, though. Yeah, I was grateful that overall there wasn't really that much animal gore death in this. Like, outside of that cartoon bird, but even that was kind of too silly for me to get too upset about. Yeah, it was fake. I'll give it that. Also, I love how the narrator is talking about Dr. Carnage's internationally banned medical techniques. And he says this as Dr. Carnage is just sucking water up with a baster. 
Dr. Carnage is a snake oil salesman. <laughs> you hear that, guys? You hear that? If you've ever used a dropper or a baster to get water, then you are a criminal. <laughs> you have committed so many ethics violations by placing a dropper in water and pressing the little button. I mean, I've seen Water World, so... <laughs> So we get a look at some of the cartoon gore where Max Assassin and Dr. Carnage kill the girl. And when Max Assassin is gnawing the girl's leg off, it switches between two screenshots, one with her leg falling off with animated blood. And it was giving me some serious Mario Paint vibes. It reminded me so much of the death scenes in the Walton Files, and I loved it. Yes. (laughs) I swear to God, a lot of this just felt so much like Five Nights at Freddy's slash the Walton Files slashed. And I gotta wonder if there was some inspiration. At least now we can reclaim Five Nights at Freddy's from its dipshit creator. I'm just gonna say it. I like the Walton Files better. The Walton Files has way better lore because the Five Nights at Freddy's lore was interesting, but then they just added so much bullshit that it just went everywhere. And it's like, okay, what is going on here? Whereas at least the Walton Files is sticking with like a consistent lore. Thank you. That still has, you know, a good mystery attached to it. We're still finding out new things, but they're not like branching out into all sorts of other bullshit. It's just one consistent lore and some scary shit. Thank you, Martin. For doing God's work. <laughs> also, I really need to point out the walking animations for Dr. Carnage and Max Assassin because it's got huge Blue's Clues energy. Yeah, it does. <laughs> He's just stationary walking against the green screen. <laughs> we are going on a murder spree. We are going on a murder spree. <laughs> And then later he gets into a chase with one of the other girls and he's supposed to be running, but he's just stamping his feet because yes. <laughs> they do their take on a Scooby-Doo chase scene. And that's really where I was getting some serious fucking 90s Nick vibes, especially with the bits where the girls are doing wild takes and it's just like fucking PowerPoint cartoon eyes popping out of their heads and shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh god, Terror Tunes is probably connected to that lost Nickelodeon short with all the skeletons. Oh god. <laughs> also, we so gotta review Crybaby Lane someday. Yes, yes. Oh, we man. do. Oh yeah, and there's also the cartoon cop too who shows up. Terror Tunes says A cab. <laughs> you know, I might have my problems with Dr. Carnage and Max Assassin, but at least they're Antifa, so. The cop in this movie is fucking useless. <laughs> he literally <laughs> forces the girls to defend themselves and Instead of actually protecting them. He's just like, oh, here's a gun. I'm going to go die as soon as I've been introduced now. Bye. What a moron. (laughs) Yeah, he dies twice in this movie, both by explosions. Also, the gun doesn't even do anything. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I know we're jumping ahead, but when the cop is talking to Cindy and Amy, there's one exchange I got to shout out is when they're both freaking out. And he mentions Dr. Carnage and Max Assassin. And they're like, what's that? And he's like, who's that you should say? And then the girls go, who's that? (laughs) (laughs) I'll admit that right after that scene, when it was all the scenes of the strip poker and the guys coming over, that's where I kind of started to lose interest just because the scenes were kind of slow. But thankfully they picked right back up as soon as they came back. Don't you mean strip Ouija? Strip Ouija. Oh my God. (laughs) No wonder you guys' ass was getting haunted. (laughs) And they don't even spell it as 
O-U-J-I-A, they spell it strip W-E-G-E-E. Like Ouija, the meme. And somehow strip poker is somehow safer to play than Ouija. I'm just expecting some guy in a Luigi costume to be lurking in the shadows in one shot and nobody fucking points it out. (laughs) Speaking of metaphysical objects... We should not be messing around with. What I have here is my pendulum. (laughs) Ooh, nice. Now, here's what we're going to do first. Show me yes. All right, now show me no. All right, and now for the question. Would it be fucked up to use a Ouija board to play strip Ouija? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) The spirits agree that that was a bad idea. And back to Rick and Eddie who kick off the Ouija game. So we get a scene where Amy and Cindy invite them over by phone call. And the way that this phone call is set up is just really awkward because there are moments where Rick doesn't even get to finish his sentence without Amy interrupting him. Like, for example, there's a part where Rick says he's able to bring wine coolers and he doesn't even get to finish the sentence without Amy saying, Oh, I love wine coolers. <laughs> I know where my mom keeps the wine coolers. Ooh, I love wine coolers. And then she flubs one of her lines because she's like, and we, me and Cindy, thought maybe you boys maybe could come over. Which, yeah, I guess they were throwing that in, which I can't be mad about. Yeah. (laughs) Also, Rick and Eddie are fucking. You can't prove me wrong. You're absolutely right. Tyler, everybody in this movie is fucking. (laughs) You're right. I'm genuinely amazed that there wasn't any nudity in the fucking strip Ouija scene. Right? The closest we get is Eddie pulls down his pants and you can see his butt crack. Yeah. Like you showed boobs for fuck's sake. You have porn stars in your movie and there's no boobs. Also, we forgot to mention the set of this fucking movie is literally a fucking porn house. Yeah. Wait, was the house used for porn, you mean? Probably, because this house is literally built like Bob Vila and Guy Fieri fucked each other. (laughs) Yeah, it's an insane house. Like, I guess they wanted it to look a lot like an old cartoon's kitchen, maybe? Yeah, they did, but there's, like, fire strips all over the house. The kitchen just has, like, fucking blue clouds and shit. I need to see if this house is on Zillow, because god damn. Also, I was not expecting them to kill Candy first. Like, well, not first, but... She really had no purpose in this movie. Yeah, she's brutally murdered, and I'm just like, what the fuck? She shows up to kick the plot off, and then she fucking dies. She gets her spine ripped out, and I gotta say, the bit where they use her as a ventriloquist dummy is genuinely unsettling. It really is. The only thing about that scene is that... It was too dark, and I don't mean tonally dark, I mean quite literally, like, I couldn't fucking see a thing. (laughs) (laughs) I I had my phone up while watching this thing at the brightest setting, and it was still really fucking hard to see what was going on. (laughs) I have a feeling they shot that in the dark because it might have been a little easier to pull off the effect, and it's, it's pretty good, I gotta say. Yeah, because as I mentioned, they do a bit where Dr. Carnage turns her into a ventriloquist dummy a la Killer Clowns from Outer Space, and her voice keeps going in and out of different pitches, and her eyes fucking bug out at one point. 
It's legitimately unsettling. Yeah. And also, there was a scene where I kind of cringed at when the pizza delivery guy is coming up and you hear this Chinese song in the background. Like, Oh, yeah. I was getting bad Freaky Friday 2003 vibes from that. I was like, come on. Oh, 2002. And the name of the pizza place is Shanghai Pizza. Yeah. You ever just realized just how fucked up it is? That anti-Asian racism was just, like, socially acceptable for this fucking long. Yeah. It really was, and it doesn't help that they actually have an Asian man as the pizza guy. Also, I'm probably driving myself crazy, but did it sound like Dr. Carnage was putting on an accent when he said, you're late, right, as he was about to kill him? You're late! (laughs) 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 Like, holy shit. Also, they wasted an entire pizza just so the spirit Halloween costume can just put it in his entire mouth and not even eat it. It was like Cookie Monster, but disgusting. Randy, you work in pizza delivery. Is that your usual experience? Do you just have like a giant monster answer the door and then they just shove it into their maw? Yeah, at least once or twice a week. Huzzah. hey Oh, yeah, that's another thing, too. After that scene, we get a bit where the screen gets sliced into a whole bunch of pizza slices, and then the slices fly off the screen, so now we're getting fucking home improvement transitions in this movie. <laughs> Oh yeah, and there's another fucking death scene that doesn't go anywhere because Candy's friend Tommy shows up and he witnesses the ventriloquist dummy scene and we get this actually pretty decent cut, pun not intended, where he gets decapitated and I couldn't tell where that cut switched from actor to dummy because it actually looked pretty good. Yeah, it was really impressive. Like, they really lean into really bringing in the cartoon dimension effects. Also, um, when the pizza man is getting killed, they use those stock Mel Blanc screams, which you might have heard in, I slam my penis in the car door. (laughs) (laughs) And also from the uh, Super Mario 64 beta, which was the subject in those other creepy videos that I love so very much. You want fun? Dr. Carnage show you fun. (laughs) Dr. Carnage and Max Assassin slam your penis in the car door. (laughs) (laughs) Then also it cuts to the laughing scene, which Jesus! Oh my fucking god. So these dumbass teenagers see fit to laugh at these fucking home intruders for no fucking reason. And what they're doing isn't even funny. They're just dancing the fucking stock music. And one of the guys, Eddie, is losing his shit to the point where he his fucking head it looks like it's about to explode because he's got all these fucking veins popping out. And one of them bursts. Like, I'm not gonna lie, that was legitimately gross. Okay, first of all, this guy needs to up his standards at what's funny. The only time I have ever laughed to a point where I felt exactly like that was at a Cupcocky remix on TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but Randy, did you literally cough a lung out when you saw that? I thought I was gonna. I had to watch a really depressing documentary to bring me down. (laughs) I honestly thought that Dr. Carnage and Max were actually making them laugh like that, like some pharaohs or something. That would have made more sense. Like, you know, that's something that the Joker actually does multiple times in multiple canons. (laughs) Or the ending of Last Exit to Springfield. (laughs) 
Yeah. But Dr. Carnage makes him fucking puke his lung out, literally. Which, I gotta say, that's a pretty creative death scene. Even if the lung does look like Jello. Yeah, I kinda like that. It was kinda like, yeah, it would probably look that gross. <laughs> that is pretty much what a lung looks like. A healthy lung. Yeah. This guy must have had to have never smoked anything in his life, which, being a teenager, that is doubtful. <laughs> but... Also, this script is kind of giving me a glimpse into what Tim Allen's Cat in the Hat movie would have been like. Oh, God. Ugh. This is exactly why I fucking feared the Cat in the Hat as a kid, because you never know who's gonna be okay with someone just fucking breaking in your house and causing shenanigans. <laughs> I got a question. How is this less fucked up than the Cat in the Hat movie? Seriously, this doesn't have the scene where he gets his tail cut off and where he gets hit in the nuts and starts singing easy. <laughs> <laughs> or where he's just like on a slide while looking at that full body picture of the kid's mom. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward. Or where he gets the hat boner looking at the kid's mom. Yeah, Dr. Carnage is just gonna hawk Halloween Horror Nights. Cha-ching. Dirty ho. <laughs> Oh, man. So the Rick scene. Oh, God. The fucking Rick scene. So before that, we get a scene where the girls are trying to escape, but they get transported to the cartoon dimension because there's all these fucking spirals outside of their house and the girls know not to look at it. But Rick fucks up and he looks at it and he starts fucking puking. But it's the kind of puke where you hide the fake puke in your hand and you're like building it up and then you fucking drop the puke. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't even know if that was fake or not. I think this guy actually did puke. <laughs> it looked like fucking clam chowder that he was fucking puking out. I think they got this guy super wasted to put on a convincing act of, you know, having looked directly at the portal. <laughs> And he just really puked. <laughs> yeah, and that's another thing, too. He sees the fucking spinny glow from the window that isn't covered. But then when he opens the door, that's when he fucking starts reacting to it. Yeah, it's kind of a little inconsistent. It's like, you didn't puke when your friend coughed up his lung, but you puke now? They react to this guy literally puking his lungs out like he just got a really bad cut. And then the fucking cop pops out, and then, like we said earlier, he's basically fucking useless. <laughs> Just like real cops. Yay! He shows up, dies, that's it. Yep, and he's stupid enough to fall for a box of donuts like he's Chief Wiggums. <laughs> <laughs> and the scene with Rick was genuinely really fucking uncomfortable to watch. Like, that scalping looked pretty fucking real. It did. I mean, the hair was a little bit off, but something about it was legit uncomfortable. Like, I know it's fake. I know he's just wearing a hat. But the way the blood was dripping down, and his acting was actually pretty decent, I gotta say. It was. He did a good job at really showing that he was in pain during it. And then Dr. Carnage takes his brain, and he fucking starts tickling it. <laughs> <laughs> he turned him into Tickle Rick. <laughs> Boo! <laughs> I'm canceled. Go to your fucking room, Kit. Absolutely. Did he? orgasm in that scene it looks like that i think he had a big hemorrhage in that scene but probably <laughs> did he come himself to death from having his brain tickled <laughs> is that how i'm gonna die it's a lobotomy where everything tastes like ketchup <laughs> Another plus I gotta give this movie is that the deafsinists are really fucking creative, I gotta say. They 
are. Like, these are all things that I could see in cartoons, and they're really surprisingly well executed, I gotta say. Yeah, they're really cartoony deaths. Especially for such a low fucking budget, because then we get the scene where Amy gets sawed in half because Dr. Carnage thinks he's a magician now. So it turns out American Horror Story Season 4 ripped that scene off. (laughs) (laughs) Hell, I don't even think American Horror Story was that intense, like... Then again, when else will you ever get to see Neil Patrick Harris brutally kill Emma Roberts? Today, the role of Dr. Carnage will be played by Neil Patrick Harris. (laughs) (laughs) At least it's not James Corden. Hey-oh. And then it finally cuts to the devil. Oh, wait, Kit, before that, I forgot to mention there's a scene where uh, Max Assassin kidnaps... Amy, and the whole time, she's just fucking laughing. She's supposed to be scared, but she's just fucking straight up laughing and hitting him with fucking bottles. <laughs> yes! And then after he hits her, I'm just expecting it to cut, and then Joe Castro runs into the frame, and he's like, oh shit, we used the wrong bottle. <laughs> Oh, well, just leave it in. So then it cuts to the scene where Cindy meets the devil. And the devil is basically explaining that he made these tunes in order to indoctrinate kids. And I'm just like, you know, I literally cannot tell if this is supposed to be a commentary on the satanic panic or not. You know, let me just say, the devil's only in this for one scene, but he puts his fucking all into this role. Absolutely. He's the best performance in the movie. I gotta say, it sounds like this is, like, making fun of people who think cartoons in Disney are Satan trying to indoctrinate their kids, but you just know these types are gonna totally miss the point and think this is, like, a hint. Yeah. Like, see? This is evidence that big Hollywood is like, first of all, show me where this is big Hollywood. (laughs) The devil is literally reading Hollywood variety. Wake up, sheeple. Like the same people who think Monsters, Inc. is like Disney giving us hints about the whole adrenochrome thing. It's probably the fucking people who were insistent that Spongebob is gonna teach kids homosexuality or something, which... Dr. Carnage was eating a pizza! It's literally Pizzagate! (laughs) Dr. Carnage is John Podesta confirmed! Illuminati symbol! Illuminati symbol! (laughs) Tom Hanks, Hillary Clinton, George Soros! Ah! Dr. Carnage is selling children on Wayfair! (laughs) Don't you notice that if you take away some letters in Carnage and then add some letters that aren't in there, it spells Pfizer? Meanwhile, we're okay with the fact that Trump was caught on Epstein's Island. And also has numerous rape allegations. No, 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 no. You see, you see, he had to pretend to fit in with that crowd by, you know, doing that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> see, he was, he was just pretending so he could expose the cabal. And so then Cindy realizes after learning that basically she can do whatever she wants in this world, she turns into hit girl. Oh yeah, and by the way, Max Assassin demonstrates this by becoming giant. So he has the chance to fucking stomp Cindy right then and there, and he doesn't- I guess he wanted to tease her? I don't know. (laughs) Oh, also, like, Satan is like, well, I made this because I don't get any respect, and I'm like, are you sure about that? (laughs) I know that the Satanic Temple is mostly atheistic and is using Baphomet instead of Satan as their symbolism, but, like, theistic Satanism is very much a thing that exists- 
So, like, I feel like Satan has a bit of a victim complex here. Especially when he has to emphasize, no, I'm the actual devil. I'm not one of those minions to him. <laughs> I was like, and then cue little Nas X coming over and breaking his neck. Little Nas X is one of Dr. Carnage's experiments. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like that TikTok sound where you hear Montero just, like, kind of, like, zooming by yes. <laughs> like they're on that one section of hell he's on his way to the section with like the hot devil <laughs> <laughs> and so then cindy is going over to where the dvds are being produced and i was just like so how do they send these out do they have to like dox people also like one more thing i love that when she turns into a superhero, Satan is threatening shit like, I will curse you and your family for thousands of generations and bring on everlasting misery. And she's just like, bring it on. And then he just says, nope, fuck it, I'm out of here. Which is basically how every Twitter troll reacts when you call them out on their shit. Yep. <laughs> Like, no, uh, you did that. that. That seems to be the devil's thing. He threatens you, you're just like, okay. And he's like, all right, bye. <laughs> and wow the way that cindy kills max assassin genuinely was kind of like yeah yeah his brains are made of liquid shit so he's a shit for brains hey it's a literal brain fart i guess you could say he shit his brains out <laughs> <laughs> da -da 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 -da. I feel like if joe castro ever listens to this he'd be proud of us for the puns <laughs> So then, also, why does he have a fly inside of his brain? Like, at least it's not wormy, I'll say that much. I mean, I guess that really was shit in his brain. <laughs> That's why the fly was there. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> and also, Dr. Carnage has tons of baby monsters living in his brain. I kind of love that effect. So he's Oogie Boogie. <laughs> I mean, they both are green, so... They're both green, and they're both made entirely out of bugs. Also, I gotta say, that giant prop axe was really cool. Yeah, it was. It was a really cool effect. Also, by the way, are they distributing these DVDs at Cindy's house? Because it looks like her basement that they're setting these up in. Yeah, it kind of did. I was like, maybe they moved the dimension inside her house, and it was, like, consuming it. Now, I do gotta say that I did find the ending to be kind of bullshit. Agreed. They tried to pull a Candyman where basically Cindy ends up getting caught with all the deaths around her. And I'm like, come on. Like, at least in that case, it was to get Helen's revenge on her husband. Here, Cindy didn't do anything wrong. But before that, I gotta shout out the exchange between the mom and the dad because it's easily one of my favorite parts of the movie. Yes, that was funny. <laughs> so the mom and dad come home and they get into this fucking argument over what happened at the wedding. And the, it turns out that dad got so fucking drunk he moonwalked into the wedding cake yes. and then the mom is like bitching she's worrying that someone got it on video and then he goes and easily the best line of this fucking movie you know what i hope somebody did get it on video maybe they'll mail us a copy so you can happily unwrap it and shove it up your ass <laughs> Oh, that was great. Beautiful. So yeah, the parents come home and they catch Cindy cradling Candy's corpse and all the other victims and shit. And I genuinely want to know what would have happened after that. Yeah. I'm genuinely amazed that the parents just didn't go into a fucking murderous rage right then and there. Yeah. <laughs> 
I'm not saying they should have, but... It would have made sense. (laughs) (laughs) Also, the final scene of the movie is a little boy getting a terror tooth, and for some reason he gets this effect on his eyes where they just grow super large when it arrives. Oh, this is the only, like, child child in the movie, too? Yeah. Yeah, but considering how children supposedly age in this universe, I'm just gonna go ahead and assume that's an infant. (laughs) (laughs) Oh god, it's Jack all over again. Also, he kind of slurs his lines a little bit, so I can't even tell what he's saying. It's not even, I love terror tunes, it's just, terror tunes, and then he just runs in the house. Okay, so that was terror tunes, and I'm keeping the fucking tapes. I don't know about you guys, but... You know what? keeping because honestly the effects are really good and it barely takes itself seriously that i could say you'll have a fun time if you get like super baked while watching this so you know what keep (laughs) this is one of the best worst movies i've ever seen in my life not only am i keeping the tapes I would have a giant 38 by 40 poster of this in my room proudly. Yes. Oh my God. Hard, 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 hard keep the tapes for me because fuck what the haters say, man. This movie is just a fuckload of fun from start to finish. Get your heads out of your asses and learn to have fun for an hour. That's all I gotta say. Sometimes movies are supposed to be fun. Not every movie is going to be Halloween or Nightmare on Elm Street. Fucking deal with it. All right. What do we got to plug, guys? All right. So as usual, you can find me on the usual spots, TylerFG on Twitter, TylerFG96 on Instagram. You can find the show at channel underscore KRT on Twitter, channel KRT podcast, all one word on Instagram. We have our Discord server and our Facebook group, which you can all find in our link tree. And if you want to help support us, you can find us on Patreon, where we have such goodies as episodes of this podcast one day early and the long-awaited return of minisodes. Thank the Lord. All right. And you can also find me ripping out all the brains of the Terror Tunes haters because y'all need your heads checked. <laughs> yep, you can find me Mission Breakout on Twitter, MuppetVision underscore 3D on Twitter. You can find me on A Walking Pun on Instagram, Mission Breakout on Discord, and you can also find me tweeting Justice for Cindy. And Justice for Shimmy Max too because God damn, what a star. Agreed. You can find me at Cosmic Rewind on Twitter, replace the E with the three. You can also find me with that same name on YouTube. You can find me on not only a few select episodes of the Emperor's New Podcast and Escape from Vault Disney. If you are also into the Walton Files, you can follow my Walton Files-centered account, Banny Farm. Yay! And you can also find me doing something that a lot of people these days just seem to not do do anymore. Watch movies for fun. Yay! Jesus Christ, just imagine if film crit Twitter got a hold of this movie. Their fucking heads would explode. Roger Ebert would probably try to dox everybody in this movie, that fucker. (laughs) You know what? Let's dox him back. Yay! Eye for an eye, motherfucker. Hey, I know where Roger Ebert is. He's dead. Hey, is that his grave right there? You know... Side note, it's funny that we didn't mention A Nightmare on Elm Street until the very end of this episode. Like, in a way, this is very comparable to it, but now that we do mention it, I wonder if that hints something. Yeah, good question. I mean, what is there that we could cover? Hmm. Eh, I'm sure we'll figure it out. Anyway, Funeral KRT, cut to static. <laughs>